And we're back. I'm so excited to be back to this beautiful platform I so much enjoy. I'm so excited to start off the season in the theme of the season love. Now, when I say to you that I found my soulmate, I mean it in every shape, way and form and I'm so excited to answer some of your questions because I know there have been plenty. Today, I invite the love of my life the man who takes my breath away the reason that i've been so busy <laughs> this is deep dive with my love rotimi he is an acclaimed singer songwriter actor but to me he's the love of my life find out how we break barriers in love and great communication here on deep dive with vanessa day another episode of Deep Dive with Vanessa Day. I'm so excited to take you on this love journey because guess what? Love is kind of like the rhythm of my life right now. Actually, the absolute rhythm of my life right now. I wake up in love, I sleep in love, I dance in love, I shower in love, I'm basking in love and you know what? Everybody knows it. <laughs> So I thought there would be no other person more fitting to join me on this episode other than the look. You know what? The funny thing about this part is that I know you've been introduced by so many different people. Don't say nothing yet. Wait. Come, come you've been introduced by so many other people in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I listen to all the interviews you do because I'm literally standing to the right side of you mm. at all times. Looking good. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> you had to say that. I know, it's real. But I'm going to try this, okay? Okay. okay? And you got to tell me about your worst introduction ever after this. But <laughs> I'm going to say that he is the, for those who do not know him at first glance, the undeniably most gorgeous man in the room at all Ooh, times. Ooh, I like that. He is the most talented, mm. most gifted, mm. singer, songwriter, actor, sometimes a dancer. Ooh, depends uh, where we are, baby. Yeah. <laughs> New age, Harry Belafonte. I like that. And, of course, my soulmate. Mm, that's my favorite part. Ooh. Yeah. They call him Olurotimi uh -huh. Akiosho. Uh -huh. uh, Mr. Butterscotch. AKA Rotimi. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the show, baby. Hey, beautiful woman. <laughs> Hi, beautiful man. Was that a good introduction? That was the best. Was it the I like best? soulmate part, though. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, no one else can say that. No, nobody else. So I, got, I, I definitely went on that. Yes, you did. You know, as we dive into season two of Deep Dive, mm -hmm. I wanted to make this season so very special in that it is stripped down from everything that was a facade of my life mm -hmm. from the first season. Not to say that I wasn't authentic or mm -hmm. I wasn't living or speaking my truth, mm -hmm. but I was in a space in which I hadn't really grasped what that was. Mm. And I was a little dancey around that, and you know a little bit about that. A little bit. <laughs> but, you know, in season two, 
I wanted to bring everybody closer and I promised that I would be as raw and as honest and as authentic as I possibly can because you know what, especially in this time, people need a voice to speak where they didn't even know they needed teaching. Mm-hmm. So welcome to this episode. Thank you, babe. We are talking about the narrative that, look, sometimes you need to hear something, but you don't even need to know, you don't even know no, that you, you need, need to hear, you yeah. don't even know that you need it. Mm. And I've learned a lot of that through you too as well. So thank you for being that whisperer in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, today's topic is very special because over the years of my life, I've had many different opinions about love, Mm. more so about my understanding of it. Mm -hmm. And when I say love, I mean in a relationship. Mm. I wanted to think or I believed I understood that well. Mm. But I have found that I was actually lacking tremendously. And I'm happy to be learning and growing in love because Mm. it's a beautiful way to do so because God is love. So everything else that happens around love is pure. So today we talk about the importance of communication Mm. in love. Mm. And, you know, Everybody asks us about us yeah. and they are curious about us. Yeah. And baby, I didn't even ask you how you were. Sorry. I assume you're good. Well, man, you're I saw me. you five minutes ago upstairs. <laughs> you know how I am. Don't play that. We just keep it 100. You saw me two minutes ago. you good. I'm good. Great. Okay. So we talk about love and people want to know so much about our love mm-hmm. and they want to find out about what makes us tick and where we first met Mm -hmm. and what are our love languages and Mm. what we do when we're not seeing eye to eye. So today we break it down a little bit. We have a little personal session with our lovers and our friends and the lovers of deep dive. We dive deep into the importance of great communication in love. Now we're going to get back to how we met because I know a lot of you are curious about that. We've Mm. never actually told this story exclusively on deep dive. One of the very first things that Rose said to me was that In a relationship, communication is the most important thing. So before we dive into that, Mm. I want to take people back on our, back to our very first conversation, Conversation, right? right? Our very first conversation. And I want you to briefly or in depth, Mm -hmm. give us a little stroll down that lane. Stroll down memory lane. Mm. So it was Essence Fest, and we both were invited to this private party. Right. So you were performing, you performed that day, I performed that day, or that weekend we both performed on the main stage. Mm -hmm. So we were both tired, and I was supposed to go somewhere else, actually. I wasn't even supposed to be at that party. Actually, you you can say it. You you know what? I love saying this part. Okay, all right. He was at... Essence Fest with somebody else. I mean, it was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't anybody serious, you know, it was just, <laughs> you know, you know, it was a weekend. Somebody else. Anyway, so this person ended up not feeling well and we were together this entire weekend and she wasn't feeling well this whole time or towards the end. And she was like, you know, go to this party. I'll just meet you at the next one. I was like, you sure? I was like, I don't even want to go. So I ended up going and I go inside and so many things were happening with my with my show, my team. Everything was just off that day. Right. 
So I go inside and I should have gone left to where my, my castmates were, but something told me to go right. And this, I see this force. I see this beautiful force sitting on this pool table. And I was like, ooh, okay, let me see, let me see what's up. <laughs> so I make my way over and something just felt so different. You know, we meet so many different people all the time. All so the time. when you meet somebody that stands out, it sticks with you. And I was just very curious. We were introduced by a friend. And at that point in time, for an hour and a half, we just sat there speaking in this party with, and tuned everybody out. There was a nobody else in the room and there was like a good 300 people yeah, at this party. it was 300 people room filled with celebrities music playing live, live music, music playing you know how they do in new orleans yeah and it was it was a vibe but we were in our own space it's like yeah. we lost time time and we both weren't really supposed to be there i was supposed to be there for 10 minutes and I was the, supposed to be there for 10. That's the reason why I was sitting on the pool table. My oh. shoes were killing me. Oh, wow. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't want to be here. I'm so <laughs> bored. But, and, you know, I, I, so, so, I was so honest about it. I even told the person who invited us. I was like, why, why, I, this is part, this party is boring. Yeah. And I didn't mean to be rude. I was just, you know. And yeah. there you are. There you walk in. You take the right turn. And we have our very first line of communication. communication. Mm. And from that very first moment i realized that oh wow what a different human being mm. the ability to communicate is such an underrated skill yes you know people think they speak but they babble and they mm -hmm. you know they just dance around words and guess what ro taught me something about myself that i didn't even know that i did <laughs> you call it the entertainment yeah it's it's a not the not um <laughs> Uh, entertainment. Oh man! What do we call it? The non-talking, the non-listening, the non-conversation. Non-conversationalist. Yes. I call it a non-conversationalist, where it's where somebody is just talking and don't know what they're saying. They're just rambling, and then they're just naturally, automatically answering questions. Mm -hmm. And they're just saying, "Yeah, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure." Oh my god! And they're asking things they really don't care, and they never retain any of this information. And the industry is so filled with that. So you never really meet anyone. Nothing is memorable because you're all having just weird non-conversations conversations that don't really exist. And no one really remembers anything. So it's a non-conversationalist. That's what we call it. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that you've taught me about myself, which yeah. I had to really, really, really pay attention to and like notice that, oh, my goodness, I could be in a room with somebody, with people and speak to them and not remember a single thing when I walked away because I was such an expert at this yeah. because I'd have I had mastered the art of doing it over my years in the industry. 100%. Thank God I've shed that because yes. I'm now having real conversations with people. It's one thing that has really shaped our relationship is yeah. our conversations. Mm. And mm, so we sat and spoke for hours at this party. And I remember leaving the party saying to myself, wow, what an exceptional human being. I remember thinking about the energy you gave me mm. the whole time, the sincerity that was in your eyes and mm. just just how free it felt in a space where 
my non-conversationalist self could have easily taken over my being and yeah. made that an exit. But you, you you made it tough at first. Did I? Yeah, because you know it was the the industry vibe at first, which is understandable because we didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. But you said something to me that was so beautiful and it was so pure and. It made me say, wow, like this is a different type of person. And she's very in tune with herself and her spirituality. And you don't really find that in in, in the industry. Everything is very tainted. Mm-hmm. So even if you were going through something at the time, the core of you was just so beautiful. And conversation just flowed and flowed and flowed with talking about Africa, talking about health, talking about growing up and 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 how do you really feel about the industry? And you don't really have those conversations, right. you know, in that type of space. So, And I challenged you a little bit. I yeah. said, yeah, I was like, so what are you leaning towards now, acting or music? And mm-hmm. you said, you know, music. I said, you know, you're going to have to strip acting for a bit. You're going to mm-hmm. have to, you know, really focus because the fans want to see you do one thing. And mm-hmm. you, you you challenged me right back. You mm-hmm. were like, hmm. You know, I know, I know that, but, yeah. you know, I'm you a master put, of my craft. You yeah, can't put me, you in, can't a put me in a box. I was know? like, that's right. But I was basing it off of my, under, you know, my 100%. experience. And it was just nice to have the ability to relate to somebody or so, have someone relate to you mm-hmm. and um, be honest in that space. And, you know, for me, that weekend had been tough. Mm-hmm. It had been really tough from my band bailing out on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I w- I had a whole different plan for my performance. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that I spoke of it. And I know that I wasn't happy with you the way yeah. I did in yeah. that moment. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, you know, I was... Um, I was in need of an ear mm-hmm. or somebody who knew exactly what it would what it felt like to have a plan dem- like a, yeah. go into destruction at a very important time in your career. Mm-hmm. This was the first time I'd ever performed at Essence and I wanted it to be like a great representation of myself and mm-hmm. I didn't feel like it was and yeah. you know it was all it was all a mess but it was nice to know that in that moment I left with you breathe a breath of fresh air and and the most important thing you know we meet people all the time and going back to communication Mm -hmm. the fact that we could talk for an hour and a half you know in a loud space and it Mm -hmm. be natural Mm -hmm. that's when you know it's a connection every there's many beautiful people out there you know but what separates it is the ability to communicate because you can figure out anything from there Mm -hmm. um let me give you a little background of my history of communication, right? Mm-hmm. I come from a very a very big family. Mm-hmm. I have amazing siblings. It's the, it's the eight of us when we're all together at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, growing up, it was the five of us in my mom and dad's house. And, you know, communication was the thing that we didn't do too well. We spoke over each other Mm -hmm. at all times, all the time, but were we really listening? Were we really communicating? Were our parents really giving me and my siblings enough one-on-one interaction? Mm -hmm. You know, I think personally, it wasn't the case. So I had to learn to become a communicator through things that I practiced by myself or, you know, were handed down from, you know, obviously my teachers, my parents individually, and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. My communication is the type of communication that was based on surface level, on concealing, Mm -hmm. on um, saying the right thing Mm -hmm. to hear, 
at the time for the person. And I think, remember from the stories we talked about, mm. you know, the conversation, just like not being able to speak your truth because you didn't want to be judged for it and exactly. all that. So I think that. Cool. Right. And that's, and that's a big, big part of the African culture, at least the Swahili culture where I come from. It's mm-hmm. like guard that which seems like it's going to reveal too much mm-hmm. or going to hurt someone too much. So mm-hmm. you say just enough or not enough or mm-hmm. not at all. Mm-hmm. What is your history in making you this absolutely incredible communicator, which I got to say you are? Thank you, babe. Since I was three years old, my mom always spoke to me as an adult. Mm. And she was very wise. So everything was metaphors analogies, everything, you know, it was, it was deep. So nothing was just surface levels. Everything was, you have to think cerebrally, you have Mm -hmm. to think critical. And so I was able to learn from such a wise woman. So she allowed me to speak my, my emotions, Mm -hmm. how I felt about things. Uh, Why did you do that? And actually listen. Mm -hmm. And so my mom made it very clear that if you listen more too, as well, if you listen you really receive all the information you you want and need from a conversation. So you're able to give back what is exactly needed. Even if it's not said. Even if it's not said by body language, mm-hmm. by by eye contact, by everything. You just pay attention to it. And the best communicators are usually the best listeners. Mm. So people who are able to listen are able to gather all the information necessary. And for me, I thought that it was important that transparency was big because my mom made it an environment where if you're not transparent, you're lying. So you have to speak your truth Mm -hmm. and you have to be honest. And Mm -hmm. for me, it was weird. It got to the point where it was weird to lie by the way my mom allowed me to speak. Mm -hmm. So being three, four now in my thirties, you know, it's a skill that I've practiced and it's a skill that, you know, we work on together. Right. hundred percent. And it's important to, And, you know, I'm going to touch on what you've just spoken about, Mm -hmm. you know, being 100 percent transparent and, you know, being from a young age heard. And the question was not what did you do? Why did you like Mm -hmm. you weren't being scolded? However, you were being spoken to your opinion mattered. Your voice was heard. It was important for you to say how you felt. Mm -hmm. And that was a very, very, very pivotal part of your communication with your parents. Now, a lot of my communication with my parents was, um, and God bless them. They're incredible parents. So they just, this was just their way. Their way was to um, instruct. Mm -hmm. Their way was to scold. Mm -hmm. Their way was to set rules that could not be broken. You know what I mean? Mm. So if I did anything that swayed away from the rules of either communication or behavior or whatever, it was like, oh, man, I got to hide from this. So it developed fear. Fear. And the biggest, biggest, biggest thing that we've discovered in our relationship, Mm. especially with me Mm. having 
had such different backgrounds in communication is where I operated on fear mm -hmm. and I was like lying yeah. or yeah. concealing or yeah. telling half truths. Yeah. You operate on full transparency and fear doesn't apply to you. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, do you like this? No. Mm -hmm. Do you like this? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do I, when you ask me, do I like this? I said, well, I feel like, um, <laughs> If, if you know it's not too bad so babe do you like it or do you not like it no, i like it today no no not today babe tomorrow's like and it was it was and you and i have to say man i'm I, i'm so proud of you because you've gotten to a place where you speak your mind and it's strength you know what i mean it's like you took your coins and and thank you yeah and, and it's really fly to watch and you're not afraid of anything and you've finally broken out of that which is beautiful and Ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be not the last person to tell you there is nothing more freeing, more liberating, yeah. more nothing like telling it like it is. Mm. Nothing like being 100% honest and, you know, it does not matter if you ruffle a few shoulders, mm -hmm. I mean, feathers on the other side people will receive information how they want to receive it. Yes. And depending on how they want to love you or yeah. how much they love you or how much they're willing to forgive you or how much yeah. they're willing to, you know, to see your growth or to yeah. see through, you see you through your, your fear is what will determine, you know, how they respond. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing that you taught me is never to be afraid of a changed mood or vibe in mm -hmm the reception of this truth yeah. my my thing was if i say it mm -hmm. and he gets mad then what <gasps> terrified mm -hmm. you know yeah. but you're supposed to ruffle feathers in truth telling because it is an opinion different from that which was the original thought yes the other person was, was receiving something that they never Mm -hmm. heard of or felt or understood before and it's new information of course when you switch on yeah. the kettle the water will boil yeah, and cause an effect it will cause an effect and mm -hmm. the beauty of it is not to be a f that's the trick in it guys and this is to people who are just like me or who have been like me is to let the water boil because the water will cool down and the person will either, you, you feel me? 100%. They will receive you the way they view you. Mm -hmm. And they will receive the information with the intent. Mm -hmm. And that was the truth, which is the right, the right. way. The right. Which is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. So that was a major part of our communication. Yeah. Thanks for talking on that, actually. I, I'm happy. I know a lot of people will, will appreciate mm -hmm. that little little piece there. There's a famous book by Dr. Um, Gary Chapman called The Five Love Languages. Yeah. And he identifies the five love languages as words of affirmation, mm -hmm. gifts, mm -hmm. acts of service, mm -hmm. quality time, or physical touch. Mm -hmm. Now, people are usually two of the five, mm -hmm. right? I'm, I'm going to ask all my listeners too, like jot it down on my Facebook page or something. Tell me your two acts of love. Ro, what are your two? No, no, we're going to switch this around. What are we switching? What are my two? Ooh. What are my two? What are your two? Yeah. Your two are quality time mm -hmm. and 
You know what? I'm going to pair physical touch and quality time because I think those two come go hand in hand with us. Yes. And then words of affirmation. Number three. Okay. Yep. You know a little something about me. Hey, girl, I chose right. You know, <laughs> I did good. What are What are mine? Oh, yours. Yours are quality time. Mm-hmm. This is a close second. Physical touch and then words of affirmation. I think it's the same thing. It's still the same thing, yeah, huh? Yeah, But I think words of affirmation and physical touch are very, very close to each other. On my end? On your end, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Mm, I do. I do. From me. No, 100%. Yeah. I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I would I would say that you're very right on that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm the type of I'm the type of girlfriend. I'm sorry, bro. I know sometimes you're just like, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. I am the type of girl friend to row we don't call each other girlfriend boyfriend by the way so mm-hmm. we're gonna scratch that i'm yes. gonna say again mm-hmm. i'm the type of woman to uh-huh. row yes, <laughs> who absolutely does not believe in separating from each other's space mm-hmm. even when we're having the hardest day ever mm-hmm. why because we find that in that time we break down every single bit of unspoken anything Uh whatever energy is hindering us in that time Uh is worked best upon when we're next to each other and Uh that's just our way a lot of people believe in hey let me give you some space i do not have not have never understood that and that's just my way and your way no i i think i agree you know i've never been that way with anyone because I would have before felt like, yo, give me some space. Ah, back up. I don't, I don't want to feel this. And when you have someone that you just com- that completes you, mm. like for me, being away from you, and I've said this to you many times, I, I feel like being away from you is like suffocating, and being around you is like breathing. You know what I mean? So feeling that way, it's a beautiful understanding of. Anything that we have to go through, it makes us stronger because we attack the problem right there, right, right. then, and Head we don't on. run away from it. And it takes strength. A lot of strength. <laughs> it takes a lot of strength to do it. It takes a lot of understanding and being able to communicate. So I think, you know, it's a blessing. It's, it's hard to do. Let's not, let's not make it seem like it's easy. But, you know, it's, I'd rather have it this way than anywhere else. I agree with you. And a lot of people have found it that it is easier to walk away or to say, you know what, I'm gonna give you a little bit of space. So from Rowan V, honestly, take a chance at solving the issue head on, communicating in that time and space. I promise you, it will hurt Mm -hmm. like a (laughs) bitch. But once you get over the hump. It's your best friend. That's your best friend. Mm-hmm. That's your best friend in the world. And mm-hmm. in a time and space and generation that is horrible at communicating, yeah, this is such an amazing exercise to try out. I know that it is easier to text 
when you feel as though something is not right amongst yeah. you. But there is such power in physical presence, real energies, human touch. Mm -hmm. All of that, I feel, are such important factors in communicating and getting over humps. And I'm not speaking like a psychologist. I don't even know that this is a scientific thing, but we're figuring it out ourselves. And we're telling you what works with us. And this is what deep diving is, honestly. And let the water boil, like I said. Let the water boil and guess what the water will cool mm, down and it's delicious and it's delicious it tastes it. good it tastes real good at yeah. the end of it. <laughs> and so you know this is actually a challenge for our generation i want to challenge you especially the younger relationships out there mm. the the people who are influenced so very drastically by being on their gadgets and mm-hmm. run and hiding behind their computer screens and hiding behind the text messages. Take a chance of putting that stuff down mm-hmm. and actually facing your partner and having a real conversation. Yeah. Trust me, there's nothing more. The Gratifying. gratification that comes yeah. from that is second to none. And, yeah. you know, we've had to learn that the hard way. And there's certain things and facts about, you know, what makes it work in yeah. relationships and what what has worked scientifically proven has worked. You know, they say that being older is a big, big part of like a long lasting, strong relationship. Yeah, I know that it may be at 22. I couldn't hear that. Mm. You know what I mean? Would mm. you? At 22, no, no, I couldn't. I, it was elements of it, but it wasn't the gr- like the growth I have now. At at, all. You know, at 25, uh, I was getting there. I knew right from wrong at that time. <laughs> But I chose to do a little wrong. And, <laughs> and, and you know, and now, like, you've seen everything. You've mm-hmm. experienced everything. You've been in all type of communication. And, and when you know, you know at this age. And there's no room for anything else. Would you say the industry toughened you a little? A hundred percent. So are you saying that someone who's at, in your age group and mm-hmm. isn't exposed to as much pressure and as much uh, popularity has a different way about it? Uh, I think it's different, but I think it could be the same issues. It's just different, like uh, situations, society. I think it's just everybody goes through the basic. I don't know myself. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm insecure. I'm that. I can't stand this. Da, da, da. And ours might be on a bigger plateau and in front of people. Right. But And it may hurt more because we deal with so many different opinions. But the basis of it, you know, is all the same. Mm. And when you know yourself, when you're able to communicate again, when you're able to know that I need to work on this part of myself mm-hmm. and attack it, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what part of the spectrum you're on. So, right. yeah, I think I think with age comes wisdom. hundred percent. Yeah. So they're right on that. Scientists are right on that by saying that with age, you know, you become a better person to be with. <laughs> I agree. Um, another thing they say is that you know, the reliability factor, you know what I mean? You have to be the type of person who's reliable and that goes hand in hand with accountable to me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I got to be the type of person who is accountable for every single thing that I do, right? right? Every single interaction that I have, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be, because especially in this time and for you and me, you know, it's so funny. We're going to, I'm going to give you a little, a little example of how our story came out. Rowan and I's relationship was made public by the shade room. Yeah. We were on holiday in Miami and the both of us kind of insta story the same location, yeah. same picture, same individually. Vibe, individually yeah. Right. We we 
it wasn't anybody's business. Right. You know, it was ours and we were just living and loving each other. Mm-hmm. And what had happened was when they posted it on the shade room, it was up to us to make it what it was to really control the narrative because we didn't want it to be in the hands of every anyone else. Right. Mind you, we are not a secret, but we are private. 100%. You know, and there's a big difference between you know those, those two. two things. Yeah. Now, what had happened was throughout the course of our relationship, we did not choose how we were debuted to the world right the first time we then did our own personal debuts because again we're private we're not a secret Mm -hmm. there's no hiding Mm -hmm. now when we did that it was on our own accord and we could control it but what therefore then happened was because we're both celebrities Mm -hmm. because and i hate that word but because we're both popular people yeah there were so many opinions about who we were and what it was that we were doing so there was a lot of attacks from fans, mm-hmm. foes, exes, people who loved you still, people <laughs> who wanted to still be with you, and people who wanted to still be whatever the mm-hmm. case was. It was attacks from different corners. One thing that we did so beautifully, and this is something that maybe you know anyone else out there can try, is that we consciously ended all forms of any types of communication with anybody we were talking to. Yeah. And everybody we were talking to. And no, but the the kicker about it is when it was introduced to do that. Right. And that was again when you know you know. And that was what the second day we hung out. Mm-hmm. The second day we hung out, V looked at me and said, uh, I'm cutting and blocking all these people. <laughs> and like, what are you doing? I say, yeah. I'm gonna do that too. And, and, I, and I looked at it, I said, are you really gonna I was do like, that? yeah, I'm sure. And, I promise you. And yeah. we literally cut off every Everybody. single human being. But yeah. that was us being in really control, in man. control. And you know, the type of partner you need is the partner who is a hundred percent accountable and reliable in the way that whatever was thrown at us the mm-hmm. months later that came, it's like we're looking at everyone like Yeah. 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 I mean, try do your best. And, and try when, your best. And when you're that open, mm. nothing is a surprise at all. So, and there's no way of any trouble or messes or anything when you do it, and you're transparent. Going back to transparency, transparency. and saying these are the people I'm talking to. These are the people. I this is the screenshot of the conversation of it ending. You yes. get me? And so, we control the narrative. We control the destiny. We control how the public sees us. And you know, and it's, it's a good it's a good place to be. And this is the first actual deep dive space we've ever been in about that. Yeah. And I hope that people can take a page from our book. Yes, yes, you better learn. You better learn. <laughs> you better learn. And then, you know, lastly and most <laughs> importantly, and I think this is going to, you know, this is going to be the reason why a lot of people stay together or break up mm-hmm. is shared power. Yeah. Relationships and and you know what? Here's my thing, yeah. When you speak of a man and a woman, I never saw there a competition between a man and a woman. Hmm. I never saw there a pull 
yeah, a gender pool. It yeah. was never that because number one, women are superior to men. Mm-hmm. That is the end of the story. And it takes a, a man, a real um, man to understand that. And it's true. It's no gas. It's, it's true. It's uh, all it is. Women are superior. You are emotionally smart, uh, stronger, it's intelligent. Um, you run the world. Right. And it takes a man to understand that, but also know his place as a king and the two aren't supposed to go against each other it's supposed to complement each other 100 yeah. percent. and when we say this we bring it right into the place where we talk about shared power interdependent mm. versus codependent yeah. i came into this relationship bloomed mm-hmm. and so did you mm-hmm. and guess what i love it mm-hmm. i love that women love you mm-hmm. i love that you have this incredible career that requires you to travel to dallas today and mm-hmm. um washington tomorrow and, and i can only and i am the biggest fan standing on the side of the stage yeah. tweeting and snapping and yeah. you know i even at the expense of, you know, people are like, oh, but you're a superstar. Why are you at the side of this thing? I'm mm-hmm. like, this this has nothing to do with mm-hmm. what I'm doing with my life or what my career says about me or how many people think I'm what. Mm-hmm. This has everything to do with the man that I love and mm-hmm. what he makes him happy. Mm-hmm. The, re- the reason why a lot of people mess up mm-hmm. is that they don't know how to do that. Yeah. Right? And we came in. Personally needing a lot of work, me more than you, honestly, because I had to work on myself. And this goes back to why I had to shed a lot of my scales to start the season over and more will be discovered as we go through this season. But the power that you and the the strength of a good man will will take and i say this i say this i'm sorry this is going to sound a little a little profanity here but a good man will love the shit out of you yes literally literally Literally. love the s-h-i you everything you about you that is bullshit will be loved out of you yeah and you love the shit out of me baby yeah you know again (laughs) I've realized that, and I love the shit out of you. <laughs> you do. I love everything about you. Um, I think it takes a strong man to be with a very strong woman. And I say that because it's easy for a man to be like, oh, I'm supposed to be the breadwinner. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. No, it, it's, it's, it's not about that. At all. It's about her passion being lived out, my passion being lived out. We don't, and and we and we express this together. I don't make a business deal without talking to you first. Oh, you don't make a business deal without talking to me first. And when it's right, it becomes your business partner. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I respect your opinion way more than a lot of people. And especially like I feel like I got a secret weapon. Like you're a legend in what you do. So why am I gonna be prideful and not ask you, hey babe, if I'm on this side of the stage, how do I engage the crowd here? What do you think? And it takes understanding that that doesn't take anything away from me. I'm just smart enough to ask someone who knows how to do it too. Right. And and it it's it's a skill, man. And again, I'll talk to the fellas who are listening. If you have a strong woman, the worst thing you can do is try to keep her from being strong and keep mm-hmm. her from doing what she's meant to do. The fact is you need to nurture her gift, 
push her to do whatever it is that she wants. That insecurity stuff, that means you don't deserve her if you're in a place where you don't want her mm-hmm. to do what she needs to do. Mm-hmm. And I think support breeds more support and you both end up winning. Amen. Yeah. Tell her like it is. I told him, baby. I told him. <laughs> no, um, bro, we could go on forever, you and I, when it comes to the topic about communication. And the beauty of it is that we're still learning more and more about each other and discovering better ways to communicate. And, you yeah. know, one thing that we've really tackled is real vulnerability versus fake vulnerability. And that mm. we've already touched on briefly. It's just we came in headstrong yeah. and we were ready to do this yeah. and many factors made this possible you know honestly mm. but honestly i appreciate you for being extremely vulnerable mm. in times when even you did not want to be vulnerable and yeah. thought man this is pussy yeah, was like, what the hell am i doing <laughs> what the hell am I doing? <laughs> you know what i mean and yeah. i was like you can kick and scream all you want but you can still do that it's just now, it's just one tear babe I said, it's just I'm, one tear it's one tear right <laughs> <laughs> you know and i think that this this is important yeah because the facades will kill you and in communication you find that you find that it's, it's actually nothing yeah. it's actually nothing and this is this is this is these are the 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 barriers you cross after mm-hmm. you practice great communication you find yeah. that your slippery slippery slopes are not slippery anymore nah, just like, it was just an illusion oh it was just an illusion the entire time it was just an illusion so, you know yeah and we were just, you know, Babe has put me on a lot of great stuff, including just the recently completed Last Dance, the Michael Jordan docu-series, yeah. which was incredible. Yeah. And one thing, and I'm, I'm, this is a quote by Michael Jordan, who is the greatest of all time, I'm sure. Now there is no more discussion, right? Yes, babe. It's I'm, done, right? I love you. Oh, I'm doing all the right things. Right? all the right things. All the right things. But no, mm-hmm. really, really. He says, limits like fears are often just an illusion. Mm, yes. Michael Jordan, MJ. The words of the greatest of yes. all time. Yes. He said, limits like fears are just an illusion. There's something so special that each and every single one of us can learn through that docuseries is that Michael had no fear. No fear. He would look at the hoop and everyone was like are you nervous about making this shot and mm-hmm. however far it was because i don't know the i, I was Listen. you know what i was about to say i don't know the yards <laughs> oh but anyway that's enough thank you guys we, are, we, are, we will see you next week on deep dive please okay go back to the quote just My go man, back that to the was quote. football that Wait, was football just go back to the quote limits just focus on that so yes. he would say yes when people would ask him about whether he was nervous about making the shot yeah how 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 would you say the length in it's a basketball court babe. right yes. it's a court right okay yeah right so he's he would he he said why am why would i be afraid of a shot that i haven't even taken yet mm-hmm. you know beautiful it was it's it resonated with me so fiercely and i thought this is so beautiful a quote and a way to live by and so these are just some little tidbits and anecdotes that you can carry with you in your life and really look at fear like it doesn't exist mm. speak to your spouse communicate mm. with them be accountable for your for the way you move yeah. be the type of person who's reliable have their back you know what i mean 100%. you know one thing that i did when we first started seeing each other is that there were 
lines of communication that were crossed and blurred mm. time ago, mm. a long time ago, mm. be it by DM or be it by and being the, the a woman in the industry. Like I would always be the type of person who was overly nice. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that always left a fraction of a crack of a door open mm -hmm. that allowed there to be some sort of trickle in that could be destructible. Mm -hmm. And what you taught me to be is the gatekeeper of our relationship. 100%. Both of us are gatekeepers, Gatekeeper. our relationship. Mm -hmm. I have to look out for you like you look out for me. And that only could be done because you communicated that beautifully with me. Mm -hmm. You did not break me down in the instance where you found that there was an inappropriate text or conversation, which mm -hmm. we did it from the beginning, yeah. but like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A history that thereof, you know? Mm -hmm. So it became possible only because you communicated so beautifully about it. Thank you, and now it's not even a topic. No, no. It's a second nature. Right. You know, so, because we come from two different places. Mm. People, people have different, different upbringings. So when that happens, what you know best, I teach you and what you, and I mean, what I know best, I teach you and what you know best, you teach me. And we yeah. both have to be able to receive that to absolutely win and compromise. You know what our mom said to us first yeah. week? Mom said, when she met me for the first time, she said, I want you guys both to have teachable spirits. Yeah. Remember this? Yeah, my mom said that. And it was such beautiful advice. And at first I was like, that's. Yeah, that's the only way. And I was like, there you go. That's the only way. That's the only way. And I think that's been a really powerful pointer in our relationship that has really brought us here. And I thank you for being teachable. Hey. And Thank you for teaching me too. Amen. And, you know, thank you for being able to listen and hear. Amen. And I'm thankful that. Thank you for not being afraid anymore oh. and speaking your mind. And thank you for just living out your destiny without having to worry about, does this sound nice? Does this, 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 mm -hmm. this, that? And being truly, because you realize there's power in the truth. Everyone will respect the truth, whatever it is. But then when you find out someone's not being honest, it stings. And it makes it 10 times worse. Right. And the fact that, like, that's no longer anything between any of us, right. I think it's beautiful, man. And, and this is going to go far, by the way. Deep, deep Dive is going to go really far. He said it. Yeah. And on that note, I think we have an episode. I would like to thank everybody who tuned in today. Thank you so much, Ro Timmy. Mm. I think we need you more on this show. Yeah. You might become a regular. Hey, just, I'm going to be in my room with you after. Um, what do you say? Huh? What? This is I love you guys deep dive. I have to take my woman upstairs. Thank you. Thank you so, so much, guys. Please follow Wrote to Me on his socials. There's so much he's up to right now. He's starring in the brand new Coming to America 2. Yeah. We're so excited. Guess what? I actually know what happens because yeah. I was on set. Yes, you were. Oh, yes, you were. Yes, you were. I was going to say that. <laughs> but, you know, it comes out in December and yeah. Yes. And so follow Ro, his new album, his new EP, yes. my bad, which yes. was recorded right here in our basement. Yes. yes. Unplugged Sessions mm -hmm. is available everywhere right now. Ro, is there something you want to say in closing before we say goodbye for uh, Ro? Uh, enough about me. Uh, again, I just want you to know that I'm super proud of you. Um, this is a beautiful, beautiful platform so people can understand how brilliant you are. 
and I'll be upstairs when you when you're ready. Okay, love you. <laughs> did you love it? I sure hope you did. Please subscribe and write a review, or tell your friend about the show. Find me on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook at Vanessa Mde. Thank you to my producer Amanda Rosenberg and the team at Jam Street Media. We're having a wonderful time and look forward to coming back next week. From Jam Street Media.